Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. Uh, it is uh, Friday. Uh, thank goodness it's Friday. Uh, ice cold. Ice cold. Ice Getting cold. another yeah, cold front kind of worked its way, started working its way through again last night. It seems every third day. Uh, it's, yep. Actually, it's every day that we record. Every morning we record, it's less than 30 degrees here the last two weeks. And it's, uh, it, makes it makes it tough to get up, but, you know, we're here for our, our listeners. We, we make it in. We get it done. Derek, we're here, and we're real. We are not fake. No, I may we be, are not fake. This I, is I, not a fake podcast. You know what, man? I'm, I'm pure AI. <laughs> I'm just AI. That's what I am. Just That's all I am. I got you. Okay. I got you. <laughs> I well, do feel real, though, man. I oh, really, no, we're I definitely – we're here. We're real. It's real cold outside. We're committed to our listeners, our UTW podcast listeners, all 37 of them. We're very appreciative of their uh, listening to us and uh, going on this journey with us uh, twice a week. We really, really appreciate the UTW podcast listeners, and we are real, absolutely. We are, and and advertisers, we are really joking about the thirty-seven. It's it's, it's yes. uh, we, we if you'd like to see our numbers, we'd be happy to share them with you. And we also like to anybody else that's interested in advertising with us, we'd like to have you on board too. Absolutely, Derek. Just email us at underthewatertowerinfo at gmail.com. Send us an email. We can get you over some information. And Derek, somebody who reached out to us and started about as early as you can when it comes to the Under the Water Tower podcast and said, hey, I want to be a part of it and I want to support you guys. And I'm speaking about our presenting sponsor the last two years, Mr. Brian Couch with Team Couch, a Birch Realty Group. Team Couch of Birch Realty Group is the number one real estate team for the last 13 years in DeSoto County. They have thousands of closings since 2009 on the buying and selling side of residential real estate. They are ranked nationally as a top performing real estate team. They are full-time, full-service realtors, which means they are available anytime you need them. They're currently offering a free, no-obligation market analysis. They simply need your address. Give them your address. They can tell you all about your neighborhood, your street, your zip code, everything that's going on in DeSoto County. Brian and Terry know it when it comes to residential real estate. They possess over 65 years of combined real estate experience and they are ready to serve their customers. Give them a call at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Call Brian's cell phone, 901-461-7653. That's 461-SOLD, S-O-L-D. You definitely do not want to go into this very hot DeSoto County market by yourself. Give Brian and Terry a call today. You can do a full home search at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com. Or call Brian on his cell phone today for the number one real estate team in DeSoto County, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. As we mentioned, it's uh, below freezing here at the uh, How to Barbecue Right Shop Studios, but spring is right around the corner, and if you're wanting to take your backyard experience, your backyard grilling to the next level, you want to stop by and visit our 2022 studio sponsor, the How to Barbecue Right Shop. How to Barbecue Right Shop, located right here in Hernando at 496 Whitfield Drive. This store has everything a person needs for barbecue, crawfish, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. Whether it's rubs, sauces, thermometers, cast iron, cutting boards, knives, or some of the coolest high-end smokers on the market, Malcolm's Shop is your place. If you've ever seen his How to Barbecue Right YouTube videos, you need to stop by his shop today. 
Find more on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm Shop. Give him a call locally at 912-9947. Visit his website, howtobbqright.com. But for the best experience, visit the How to Barbecue Right Shop, again, located at 496 Whitfield Drive, right here in Hernando. Thank you again to Malcolm and Rochelle for being our 2022 studio sponsor, the How to Barbecue Right Shop. Well, Derek, we kid around a few moments ago, just joking around about the podcast, just not take ourselves too serious, Derek. But I tell you what, um, last Friday, we presented the title of our show was the number one question in the city of Fernando. And that question was, when is the Christmas tree coming down? Derek, I believe, I truly believe this. People listen to the show. They flooded the switchboard yes. at the city of Fernando with questions about the Christmas tree. And uh, Wednesday, Derek, that tree uh, that tree came down. tree was fully down on Wednesday. Uh, we <laughs> had several people send us pictures, which is fantastic. Oh, yeah, we had I, four. Four people yeah, send us so pictures. Yeah, so we do appreciate all the listeners send us to let us know. And then, of course, I had to. Didn't, I mean, I did believe it, but I also wanted to go by and see it for sure, yourself. Sure, of course. Say Matt, goodbye to the tree. This, say, I want to say goodbye. I had a little tear in my eye. I thought we were going to do it per se. I was really looking forward to multiple holiday trees. Valentine tree? Yes. St. Patrick's mean, tree? Easter leave. tree? Yeah. What's a May tree? We did Memorial Day? Well, we did Memorial Day through Labor Day, all flags. Okay, I mean, Memorial just, Day through Labor Day, all yeah, flags. Exactly. Fourth of July. and then. And I mean, how, wait a minute. What, how, how can you not have a Fourth of July parade ending with everyone around the Christmas tree decorated in... Uh, in flags. In, exactly. I mean... I, I, Nobody else does it. Okay, and then nobody else does right. it. Right. Se- September is well. That's Labor, that's Labor Day. Day. So then you got Halloween. Oh, Halloween. I mean, are you kidding me? And then I we're mean, back. Halloween and then tree? we go. I mean, look. If you so if easy. you're telling me we couldn't make that Christmas tree look like one heck of a big turkey, you're crazy. Yeah, and that, no, not even turkey because November first they yeah. decorated for Christmas because Christmas open house is the second week in November. Right. That's we're good. gonna announce that today. The Dickens of a Christmas is now gonna be October <laughs> October tenth. Now I mean, they do it pretty early. I mean, who knew the Dickens of a Christmas can be? No, it's always pretty, it's the second weekend in November. You know, Saturday and Sunday tied in with the city's open house, so it's a, a great event. But yeah, they they put that tree up in you know for that, right. so it, it could have been solved. But we did find out the real reason. Uh, I believe it had to fully dry out. Is Correct. that what we heard? Uh, it had to fully dry out. Now I'm not sure if the, the tree comes in pieces. If it has to remain one piece. Because uh, if it was in pieces, you thought they could take it down and right. put it indoors somewhere and let it dry out. Maybe that's not how it works. But we heard that it had to fully air dry, basically, uh, before they could take it down. And with the uh, the ice and the rain that came every third day, it seemed like, right. since Christmas, uh, it did make some sense there, other than being able to take it apart, of course, and putting it somewhere. But again, we do kid, and, and uh, it is down now. Uh, and I, I'm a little sad to see it go now that it's down. Absolutely. It, looks, it looks a little naked around that clock tower. It does, and does. And we'll continue to give a shout-out to the alderman for Ward 1, Natalie Lynch, who was not an alderman when she got you know heavily involved in getting the Christmas tree, we really appreciate her uh, stepping up for that. I know our the Methodist Church here in Hernando gave the funds for the tree, and we really appreciate them for sure. Again, we kid, we joke around, uh, but yeah, the tree had to get fully dried out, Derek, which would uh, kind of be like some of our uh, relatives after Christmas. You know, <laughs> that's right. I had to dry out <laughs> for a couple of weeks, actually for a whole month. Yeah, another another dad joke. I'll probably get a text about that when I have a feeling you and I both will get a text about that one. Let's talk a little bit about something that happened. Uh, we've talked about it now for seems to be our third week. We have discussed the Senate and House in the state of Mississippi, the legislature down in Jackson, working through the medical marijuana bill. Tell us about what has happened since our last show. The final version of the bill had been tweaked Tuesday evening to allow governments more zoning control over where the marijuana growing or processing operations would be allowed. The Senate also agreed to changes the House made to the bill last week, including lowering the amount of marijuana a patient can have from 3.5 ounces a month to 3 ounces a month and removing the Department of Agriculture from any regulation and oversight of the program. So basically, 
which was asked for by the guy that runs that that's Department correct. of Agriculture. Uh, uh, Andy said, hey, Gibson, the yeah. Agriculture Commissioner, did correct. ask for that. And so that's kind of where it was. So basically everything the House had submitted in their version, the Senate pretty much agreed to. Uh, so they had to, of course, re-vote on it. They did re-vote on it. Uh, it did pass. So the, uh, the conference version of the bill passed. Uh, it has been sent to the governor's desk. Uh, the governor's comment on it was he was happy to see that the, the amount of uh, allowed was lowered and a couple other changes that he said he asked for have been met he still had not commented whether or not he was going to sign it now there's three things the governor can do he can sign it immediately which obviously it becomes law uh he can veto it but both the uh the senate passed their version well they passed the conference version 46 to 4 the house passed it 103 to 13 both of those are veto proof so if it ha- if he did veto it and we go back to the house his veto would be more than likely overridden so that doesn't look good for the governor to do that the third thing he could do is not sign it uh, at all just let it sit on his desk after five days it automatically becomes law though without his signature so maybe it's you know a little protest he may have against it so those are the three options the governor has we'll see what he does uh since that was submitted i believe wednesday so this uh this would be the second day so i think he would have i would assume i think it's business days so he has i think till next tuesday or wednesday to sign it if he does not sign it it'll become law either way um now i want to just kind of touch on briefly again what this what this does it allows patients to receive as i said up to three ounces of marijuana a month now, this is a little different. The one that was voted into law that then was uh, you know, rejected by the, Supreme, uh, the Mississippi Supreme Court was five ounces a month. So three ounces instead of five ounces. The next, it allows people to receive medical marijuana for more than two dozen debilitating conditions. Now, this is Parkinson's, epilepsy, Hunting, Huntington's disease, muscular dystrophy, multiple sclerosis, PTSDs, HIV and AIDS, Crohn's disease, sickle cell anemia, and Alzheimer's disease. All of the, and cancer, excuse me, all of those are included uh, that if you have debilitating pain that you can't have a prescription written for. Uh, It allows physicians, certified nurse practitioners, physicians assistants, and optometrists to certify patients for cannabis use. So it can be uh, prescribed by any of those uh, types of uh, physicians. Uh, It creates a seed-to-sale tracking system of marijuana production and sales with strict reporting requirements for practitioners and cannabis businesses. It requires growing to be done indoors. We discussed this was one of the uh, caveats that they they really were pushing for us to have it indoors and does not allow homegrown by patients. That's a... it seems kind of uh yeah. We all know that the reason they won't let you grow your cell, your own is so they can tax it when that's they sell right, it to you. Right. Let's be honest. Matt, very good point because that's the next point is it applies go. the state sales tax 7% to retail sales of cannabis, applies a 5% excise tax for cultivation. The money collected goes into the state general fund. Patients would pay $25 for their certification cards which are good for a year. So there's three different ways. They're getting the excise tax, the sales tax, and a $25 annual fee from people that have to have it. Uh, allows the governing boards of cities or counties to opt out of allowing medical cannabis by a vote within 90 days of passage of the act. So once this, if the governor signs it next week or allows it to become law next week, then they have three up to three months after that. So Hernando, DeSoto County, all the counties in this, across Mississippi will be able to decide whether or not they want to allow this where they are. They basically have till uh, April 20th. There you go. Uh, if they opt out, citizens can opt the city or county back in by referendum. So if your county says, or if your leaders say, no, I don't want this, 
and, and you have more than 50% of the votings of, of voting constituents say, oh, yes, we do, they can actually write up a referendum and pass it and make wow. it go to vote and to override their own government, which, I mean, that's what you want. The people's sure. voice, if, yeah. if they're not speaking for the majority, that's kind of how the, the way it should work. Right. Will not prevent any employer from firing or refusing to hire someone who is using medical cannabis or from having drug testing policies. Landlords are not required to allow medical cannabis production or use in rental properties. It prevents people losing custodial or visitation rights with their children for use of medical cannabis. So in other words, if you have to start, you know, if you want to take this for your, because you're in a lot of pain, you know, and you're, you're sure. you know, a custodian or somebody, you can't lose the kids because of that. Uh, it says users shall not be denied the right to purchase or possess a firearm if you happen to have a prescription of this. Uh, creates a tiered system of cultivators and fees. I'm not going to go into that, but basically you can be a micro-cultivator up to a, a very large cultivator depending on the amount that you sell uh, per year or, or, I guess, gross annually. And then it requires the health department to begin issuing cards to patients within 60 days of passage of the measure and requires uh, start of a licensed growers within 120 days and dispense, uh, dispensaries within 150 days. So, man, all of this, you know, again, it's, it's in effect. It depends on what the governor does this week. Uh, even with the veto, it may take a week or two longer. It looks like it would be overridden. Be very interested to see the first cannabis facility in DeSoto County, assuming the county votes to allow it. Not votes to allow it. Assuming that they allow it and don't vote to keep it out. Who would vote to keep it out, Derek? Who would that, the Board of Supervisors? Board of Supervisors for the county. And then, of course, each Board of Aldermen can decide whether or not oh, wow. they want to opt in or not. Okay. That's right. Are the different cities, uh, like, for instance, our Board of Aldermen, are they going to discuss certain areas, certain places that it can be? Or, or uh, I don't understand grown, but I'm, like, sold. I mean, can it be sold, you know, at any retail? I guess it's zoned for retail. Yeah, they, so, they, yeah. yeah it'll be zoned. The way that's going to work is it's not retail. Now, we're not talking right. about retail. You can't go in there and just buy it and take it to your house. I understand. They're selling it uh, wherever the dispensary is. And remember, they we're trying to i think they pretty much limited it to industrial areas right okay. industrial or agricultural areas where the dispensaries can be built so when they sell it from there to the doctors to be able to prescribe um that would be uh, you know what through the state or however it's going to work then that's what's taxed it's not going to be you can't just walk in there and buy some obviously so that's the way um it sounds like to me it's going to work right no i, I disagree there's going to be a, a medical marijuana dispensary it's not, you're not going to get it from your doctor's office it's going to be almost like a pharmacist. Like you, you can have a XYZ pharmacy or medical. Yeah, you can. I'll switch yeah, yeah, it's going to yeah. be a medical yeah, marijuana right, dispensary, right. just right. like a CBD store. Yeah, but it has to be an industrial or an agriculture area. So you won't I be able it was to industrial to, agriculture to, to grow it. That's right. Well, I'm, I'm going to talk about selling it. How do you get your How do you get your hands on it? Is the question. Let's do some research on that, and, and then we'll update ourselves a little Probably bit. Better. Derek, I have a fun way. You, you were uh, raised Catholic, of course. You were raised Catholic. Yes. How do they announce a new pope? <laughs> so, for, for those that don't know so all right so when they're doing the the, the papal vote correct. they're doing the a papal new, vote the new pope um they uh have you know d candidates and they'll put them up yep. and then you know so they'll start voting you have to have a majority of the votes correct. of the cardinals and so they'll keep voting over and over and over again and as long as somebody's have a majority then every time a vote is completed there is a, a, a chimney of some sorts right. in the white Vatican. Smoke. That black smoke comes out. What? I thought it was white. It's black smoke oh, it's black. if it's oh, not. Oh, that's right. That's if, right. If, if, if there's no pope that's found, uh, it's yes. black smoke. It's black smoke. And then finally, when there's a pope that gets a majority, white, white smoke comes there out. There you go. That is correct. That's how Tate Reeves should announce that from the <laughs> governor's mansion. Wouldn't that be awesome? I mean, that'd be the way you that do would it be right there. Cool. Right. That would be pretty cool. That would be pretty funny. I mean, that'd be a pretty good way to uh, announce that. Well, that's very interesting. We're going to do that research. That way, we'll educate our listeners uh, about. About that what that looks like dispensaries and and so forth coming up because i'm sure that'll be a hot topic over the next uh you know three to four months uh basically derek seems like about midsummer possibly um that that could be happening
That's right. 90 days to decide if you're going to opt in or not, and then 120 days uh, after that for the dispensary to get started, that sort yeah. of thing. And again, state politicians are not going to let things sit around and not be able to uh, uh, get to taxes on it. And I want to say, you know, a lot of people were very upset. Now, it's been over a year now since that was voted. And I think that a lot of people were upset that the Supreme Now, the Supreme Court, I, I guess by the letter of the law, maybe they did read it right. I mean, if you have five districts, if you had five districts then, now you only have four. Did you get a majority really? And I understand that. I do, you know, but everybody, nobody likes the technicality uh, on getting beat on. And so I think that I'm very thankful that within the first three weeks of this new session, once everything happened, now the governor could have called a special session last year. It did not happen. But now that the, the legislature were able to meet uh, and you know, during their allowed time uh, per year, that they were able to get this done very quickly. I mean, this was the second thing that's gone to the governor's desk yeah. uh, after redistricting, which we knew was going to be first because there's there are elections this year. So we, I do want to say thank you uh, because this was the will of the voters, 74%. 74%. And the people of Mississippi voted for this, and thank you for getting it done basically before the end of the first month. Absolutely, Derek. And something else we've all been talking about for the last month, definitely here on the podcast once a week or even twice a week, we've discussed teacher pay coming out of Jackson. Uh, well, a little bit of an update on that. They're still working through the teacher pay, teacher pay raise. Uh, however, uh, the Senate has passed uh, a new bill talking about how frequently teachers get paid. Tell us about that. All right, so Matt, teachers currently under their contracts in Mississippi get paid once a month. Now, some of y'all may be like, of course we do. Other people may not realize that. But once a month, so when a teacher gets paid, uh, they have to make it last the whole month, which does take, you know, not only are they not they underpaid, but that's a lot. That's a long, you know, 30 days is a long time to Absolutely. have to set your budget and be able to, you know, what you're going to do each month. So there is a bill that has been passed by the Senate, as you said. Senate Bill 2424 will allow all school districts to process a single monthly or a bi-monthly payroll for employees. Should they choose to. Right, yes. At the discretion of the local school board, uh, except for December, when salaries or wages are to be paid by the last working day. So salaries or wages are to be paid at a minimum on a monthly basis, but this will allow that if the school districts want to, they can do it on a bi-monthly, which, I mean, that's how I'm paid. Uh, and so I think that it allows you to be able to, you know, flexibility to be able to structure your budget a little better right. and that sort of thing. So, again. Are you on the 15th and 31st or the every other Friday? I'm every other Friday. Every other so Friday. I get paid 26 times a year. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so uh, this would be – sounds like this one right now would be 24 times a year. I, and, it, you know, that's another <laughs> – when you talk about bi-weekly, bi-monthly, what does that really mean? And if you say bi-weekly, is that twice during the same week or twice sure. every two weeks? It's all confusing. Anyway, but the bi-monthly would mean that would, I would assume it would be either 1st or 15th or 15th and the 30th type time frame. Uh, so anyway, so that's I, I would think that would be good news if I was a teacher or the school board to be allowed to have that choice. Uh, so we'll see. Again, that goes to the House now. They'll have to take it up to see if that's something that they're interested in and then maybe send on to the governor. And I ask you this all fair, but we'll say it on air. Uh, teachers... Uh, teach not you know basically nine months out of the year but they are paid year round right i mean you can choose that oh, okay. that's also another choice now i don't know i know that it's some schools now maybe i shouldn't technically start without clearing that with the public school system but teachers can choose to be paid during the school year or annually so you can either get higher paychecks for nine months nine to ten sure. months or you can get a slightly lower paychecks for 12 months so that's kind of your thing and this will also now allow you to be paid once or twice a month and look just testing the waters here see how much uh i mean we've got a christmas tree taken down last week let's see if we can change something Derek, you would like for north point to pay your wife more <laughs> that would be more frequently and more money that would be amazing uh that would be a no comment but uh, i think we all would like that i think okay. we all would like yeah. that well 
Derek did not say that. I simply did. So just saying, if North Point would like to, uh, we kid, of course. Well, congratulations to the teachers. Should that go one way or the other? I don't know exactly what DeSoto County plans to do, but it, you, like you said, for budgeting purposes, it may be better to do that maybe two times a month or 26 times a year uh, to have that paycheck. So that might be something uh, that can keep things a little more straight. You know, Derek, speaking of straight, I'm speaking, of course, about straight teeth. And for help with that, DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Parole, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. DFTC makes use of modern technology, such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. Podcast continues to be sponsored by Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, winter cleanups, soon-to-be spring cleanups, anything on the outside of your home or commercial business, Richard is ready to help. No job too small, no job too large. If he can't help you do it, he will help you find somebody who can. Give him a call today at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find more information about Richard on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. Again, that's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Thank you, Richard, for continuing to support the UTW Podcast. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419, again 662-892-8419, or visit them on their website at greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. Well, it's our Friday show, and right in the middle of our Friday show typically consists of our DeSoto County shout-outs. Uh, we made mention over the last two Fridays that not a lot of nonprofits or uh, things are happening right now. Typically in the spring and summer is when you're going to have more of the uh, nonprofit uh, events and so forth. But definitely, Derek and I are going to spend a couple of minutes talking about one that's coming up that's very special to us. The 10th Annual Crew of Fernando Mardi Gras Ball tickets are officially on sale this morning. You can visit the Crew of Fernando Facebook page, and you can also contact this number. 901-517-5132 that's 901-517-5132 you can always email myself or Derek at underthewatertowerinfo at gmail.com and we can certainly help uh, provide you with tickets tickets are $100 each that includes heavy hors d'oeuvres all your drinks live music, silent auction. Uh, if you've never been to the crew of Fernando Mardi Gras Ball, um, I like to think it's one of the biggest parties in DeSoto County every year. 
and we had to take last year off, so we are absolutely kicking the doors down and coming back with a vengeance this year, Derek. Had a great meeting last night, well-attended meeting, putting the final touches, definitely putting some committees together, different stuff like that. Great job last night, guys. Just a shout-out to all those guys, and uh, really, really looking forward to it coming up pretty soon. Derek, tell us a little bit about what the crew of Hernando, what that money, all those funds go to that we raise uh, on February 26th. All of the money stays in the Hernando area, every, every single penny of it. Uh, what we do is we typically take that, and there are different uh, philanthropies. There are different other nonprofits. There are different uh, entities in Hernando that we look to try to help out. Uh, some of it we will advertise. Some of it you'll know about. You'll see pictures of. Other ones um, only – sometimes only the board knows about it. Other times the entire group knows about it. Uh, that's uh, you know trying to help people out individually, uh, maybe families out that are going through rough times. Uh, maybe they're, we're getting a phone call from somebody that uh, – uh, you know, needs help, um, you know, trying to play a sport or anything like that. That uh, actually happened this week. We had an opportunity to sponsor or give a scholarship or allow pay the entry fee for a family of two that wanted to play soccer. Those two kids are playing soccer now because uh, we got an email and we made it happen pretty instantly. And um, there you go. So those two kids get to play. And this is uh, something that we vote on. Uh, one of our – I think we have two or three, you know, really good meetings everybody looks forward to. Uh, one of them was last night. Uh, our Christmas one is also one that's really fun that we enjoy doing uh, when we hand, adopt families. And then the other one is the one that we have in March where we vote where all the money goes as an entire club. So as a club, we will vote where this money goes to, again, nonprofits, uh, other entities, uh, maybe private individuals that need help based on what the crew members or people that we know bring to our attention. And that's what every dime, and it has to be, the only caveats that we ask for is that the uh, individuals, the families, the company uh, are in Hernando. They're in the what we consider the city proper, obviously, and also any of the county, Nesbitt, uh, Lake Cormorant, uh, out toward Lewisburg, that would be future Hernando or be considered the county, you know, or Hernando in the county. So that's that's all. That's the only really requirement. But all of our money stays here, Matt. I think we've raised over six hundred thousand dollars that we have put back into this community over the last ten years. Uh, now with the teacher grants, we do do that too. Uh, we actually funded the teacher grants though separately. We had a every golf, single one. Yeah, every 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 teacher in Hernando that applied for a grant got it. Uh, that's through our golf tournament that we did this past. Uh, summer, so that doesn't necessarily come from uh, ball funds. It has in the past. We have made up of some monies out of the ball in the past. Go to that. So again, if you ever have, you know, we we are our, our books are open. So if anybody ever wants to question where our money's going, we will be happy to show you that. Uh, but the you know that's the so when you buy a ticket, know that you are supporting local uh, entities in and around Hernando that need support, that need the money. I mean, parks, libraries. Um, we have, uh, again, individuals. We've done the uh, Catholic Church. The uh, We've done uh, deer, deer meat processing over there. So, again, there's uh, all kinds of things. And if you know of something, I mean, again, I, I just mentioned it. We vote on it in March. Let us know over the next two months if you have a, it's something that you know, your charity or your group really says, hey, look, we've got this project we really like to see done. Could you all help us with it? We'd be glad to look at it. Now, again, I can't say we're going to do it. Matt sure. can't say we're going to do it. It has to be voted on by the majority of the club. But if it's a worthwhile thing, I mean, you know, there may be something we can do. I mean, we've done Palmer Home in the past. There's, there's so many things that we try to do. So, again, that's what your money is going toward. Uh, we hope that you make it out that night. It's going to be a great time, 8 to 12, on the Saturday, February 26th. And, and, again, we hope that everybody can make it. And, yes, tickets are on sale as we are speaking. Absolutely. And, again, it's called Crew of Fernando. Uh, we definitely – 
strive when we started this program with 45 other gentlemen about a decade, well, over a decade ago, uh, that initial meeting, it was about uh, helping different things, different charities, different people here in the city of Fernando. And I feel like that's what we've definitely done. Some people would even ask, well, you know, how dare you not do more if somebody needs something out of branch? Look, we started this group in Hernando, the group of gentlemen that started this group with, with the sole hope and the uh, desire for there to be a, a, a group in Olive Branch, a group in South Haven, a group in Horn Lake, similar to ours that maybe would be inspired by what we were doing and do it for themselves. So certainly not trying to say that those needs or anything are less. We had to set boundaries or else you kind of, uh, you know, might kind of just float it at sea a little bit right. uh, when, it, when it comes to, you know, what to give your money to. So we definitely appreciate all the support. 8 p.m. to 12 midnight, Saturday, February 26th, Aces Wild Band, an absolute just an awesome party band, Derek. Just a really, really great two years ago. Oh, they were great two years ago. We brought them back this year because they're so much fun. They do a wonderful job. Just really, really good guys that work hard to entertain the crowd. So, look, if you if you're new to Hernando or you've moved in the last couple of years, uh, we really, really think that you would have a good time at our at our Mardi Gras ball. Uh, all proceeds benefit charities in Hernando. So we hope you consider coming on February 26th. Some of our listeners have been before. If you've never been or if you plan to come again, it is black tie preferred. Please don't come up in a t-shirt. I mean, you know, whatever. Please don't do that. We're looking for black tie preferred. Uh, All of our members are going to have tuxedos on. Uh, You're welcome to wear a tuxedo or preferably a classy dark suit. And ladies, they kind of know what to wear. It's not going to be cocktail attire. It's more formal attire uh, like a ball. So that's what it's supposed to be. Also, uh, we typically or we've always said for years except the last two years Derek has taken on a different meaning when we would say mass required we're talking about a carnival mask talking about a, a mask that goes over your eyes that's what we've you know been asking for for the last uh, nine years ten years uh, but now when you say mass required people are like well I'm not going to that <laughs> so a little bit different but uh, we're talking about an actual carnival mask and man it's just a really really fun time it's at the gin at Nesbitt 8 to 12 Saturday February 26 one last reminder tickets are required at the door you cannot purchase them at the door buy them ahead of time bring them to turn in when you come in that's what we do you will walk into the gym hand us your tickets and you're ready to rock and roll for the rest of the night so look also again starts at eight o'clock so it does start a little bit late runs until midnight uh look try and support local businesses maybe go to dinner here in town with uh your significant other maybe a group of you guys support local businesses uh here in hernando for sure i know many restaurants would love to serve groups of six eight ten twelve people before they come to the ball on that saturday night so please consider supporting local businesses and uh, really glad to be back for our 10th annual even though it's our 11th year our 10th annual Mardi Gras ball and we really hope DeSoto County will get behind it four weeks from tomorrow four weeks from tomorrow just absolutely can't wait and you will not this will not be the last time you hear about it uh, this may be the longest we talk about it yeah. but uh, we just really really uh, hope that uh, DeSoto County and Hernando will get out if you're a previous member of the crew of Hernando please consider coming to the 10th annual uh, maybe make it a special treat you and your wife maybe that made the first three or four or so but if you're a, a former member please consider coming back and supporting this year If you would like to sponsor the Mardi Gras Ball, it's not too late. We will be doing some printing. If you'd like to sponsor the Mardi Gras Ball, we have different sponsorship levels. Please reach out to us on the Facebook page, Crew, K-R-E-W-E, of Hernando. Please visit us at the Facebook page. Reach out to us, and we'll get back with you as soon as we can. So hopefully, Derek, uh, I'm going to say it out loud. I don't mind saying it. We've raised anywhere from 20 at the first all the way up to $37,000 
I want the city of Fernando's to support. Let's raise over $40,000. I hope we can say that. No, just a wonderful thing for our 10th anniversary. It would be a great milestone to reach. Absolutely. $40,000 could be amazing. We can only get there with your help. So please consider buying tickets. Get a group of friends. If you're a group of teachers we talk about all the time, get with your husbands. Bring a group. That's typically the most fun. 8, 10, 12, 15 people coming out to the ball to support. So really looking forward to that. Thank you for allowing me and Derek to spend a few minutes talking about the crew of Fernando and our 10th annual Mardi Gras ball. Well, Derek, our newest sponsor, Holland Insurance, has always been a very solid sponsor of the Crew Fernando Mardi Gras Ball. Jerry Holland and Bruce Robinson, they have given thousands of dollars throughout the years to the Mardi Gras Ball, and we definitely, definitely appreciate that. As I mentioned, they are our newest sponsor, Holland Insurance, located on Cobblestone Boulevard in South Haven, but they are ready to serve anyone in DeSoto County, whether it's health, life, property, casualty, auto, Anything insurance-related, Bruce Robinson and Jerry Holland and their team at Holland Insurance are ready to serve you. As an independent insurance agent, they can work with numerous different companies to best fit you with the right company. Companies like Blue Cross Blue Shield, Nationwide, Kemper, Liberty Mutual, Cigna, Humana, some of the largest companies in the world, they represent and they're ready to put you with them, whether it be pricing, whether it be the needs. Uh, I know I do personal business with Bruce on a couple different things and there were very few companies that could help me and Bruce put me with three or four different choices, which made a big, big difference when it came to our bottom line. Give them a call today at 662-895-5528. That's 895-5528 locally. I say it every week. If you have an insurance license, in the state of Mississippi, and you're looking for a new opportunity, something a bit different, call Bruce and Jerry today to see about an opportunity to work with a fast-growing company. Again, Holland Insurance, 895-5528. The secret is out. North Point Christian is DeSoto County's most popular private school destination. 211 new students made the switch and became part of the North Point family this year, pushing their enrollment to record levels. Are you interested in making a schooling switch in 2022-2023? North Point will be hosting their next opportunity to preview the point on Tuesday, February 8th at 8.30 a.m. Again, Tuesday, February 8th at 8.30 a.m. This will be an in-school open house to allow you to see how it runs. They encourage prospective families to come and see why families in three states, 28 cities, and 41 zip codes have made North Point DeSoto County's largest and most desirable Christ-centered college preparatory school. Interested families should reserve their spot today by contacting Director of Admissions, Mrs. Sheila Sharon, at 662-349-5127. Again, Sheila Sharon at 662-349-5127. They invite you to get ready to make the switch and join the North Point family. The UTW Podcast continues to be sponsored by the only car rental place under the water tower, Mobile Car and Van Rental, located at the corner of Commerce and McCracken, right there where the old burger shop was. Most people know where that is. They are ready to serve you cars, pickup trucks, vans, cargo vans. Give Megan, our manager, a call at 662-469-4555. That's 662-469-4555. She works with all major insurances, State Farm, Farm Bureau, Progressive, Geico. You do not have to use one of the large companies when it comes to turning your car into the body shop. Mobile Car and Van Rental can work with you, help with your claim. All you have to do is give us a call. Don't drive to the airport for a car rental. We are located right here in town. Call us again, 662-469-4555 for the only car rental place in Hernando, Mobile Car and Van Rental. 
Well, Derek, some big news has happened since our last show when it comes to soccer and basketball. I can't wait to announce something. Uh, Going to get really aggressive here in just a few minutes when it comes to soccer. So tell us all about what's happened. Lewisburg and Hernando were both in the playoffs. Tell us about it. We'll start with the Lewisburg girls. Lewisburg took on the Lady Arrows of Clinton in the first round of the soccer playoffs. After an intense first half, the score was all knotted nil-nil at halftime. In the 50th minute, Clinton scores to take the one-nil lead. Clinton put another ball in the net in the 62nd minute and then again in the 69th minute. The Lady Patriots battled hard but could not find the back of the net and lost 3-0. It was a great season for the Lady Patriots who were disappointed but should hold their heads up high. They've got a really young team, a lot of freshmen who you know, figured prominently in their scoring this year. So should come back stronger next year and we look forward to covering them then. Uh, the Lewisburg boys. The boys then took on the Arrows, and Clinton took the 1-0 lead uh, within the first half. Lewisburg tied it up on a goal by Gage Lashley and went into the second half tied 1-1. Clinton scored a second goal that could not be matched by the Patriots, who lose the heartbreaker 2-1. It was a great year, and the senior class, this is a senior class that's graduating that brought district and the 2019 state championship to the school. Uh, over the last three years, and the school will continue that tradition next year. So, again, congratulations, guys, on a great year for making the playoffs for the championship two years ago that we didn't get to celebrate because we were not on the air yet. Uh, and then, of course, uh, last year, such a tough season to have to go through with, with COVID. So, congratulations to both the Lewisburg girls and the Lewisburg boys whose seasons ha- are, are over. Now we're coming to Hernando, the Hernando girls first. The Lady Tigers hosted the, the Tupelo Lady uh, Waves, and just like the Lewisburg girls game, it was nil-nil at halftime. Tupelo took a one-nil lead after halftime, but Hernando got the equalizer when junior Marin Ludwig beat a defender and found the back of the net. The regular time score would stay one-to-one. The game would go to extra time. Now, extra time is two 10-minute halves with a short halftime in between those halves. So even if somebody scores in the first uh, half of extra time, you still have to play the entire second half also. Tupelo scored in the first half of extra time, and the Lady Tigers trailed going into the second 10-minute half 2-1. to one. With 7.15 left in the second half, the Lady Tigers scored to even the match at 2-2. Two to two. The game clock was ticking down heading to penalty kicks when Tupelo was awarded a free kick with 10 seconds left. That kick goes just past the arms of the goalie, and Tupelo wins 3-2 to two in an absolutely crushing fashion for the Lady Tigers. The goals were scored by Ludwig and the other one by Olivia McNeely. They finished an unbelievable season, 13-4, and four, and the district champions. It was a historic season, and we here at the UTW Podcast look forward to covering more historic seasons to come. The Hernando Lady Tigers will absolutely be back, Derek. They uh, don't have many seniors, so they will definitely be back next year. Um, look. I was there, uh, watched the 99 minutes and whatever, 99 minutes and 50-something seconds. Uh, you said 10 seconds left. It, it was literally the last thing that there was. Yep. Heading to PKs, uh, really tough. Uh, Catherine Bush, the goalie for the Hernando Lady Tigers, I saw her on Wednesday night at our church youth group, and, and I made her stand up, and I, and I looked at her, and I gave her a big hug. I said, hey, you were awesome the other night. And I said, you know, Hernando was in this game because of how well you played all season. So oh, keep your absolutely. head up. You know, keep your head up. Just, uh, you know, Catherine's mom has emailed us, listens to the show. So uh, definitely want to give a shout-out to all those young ladies. They played their butts off. Uh, those young ladies love having Hernando across their chest and they gave uh, gave Tupelo everything that they wanted and more uh, you know just an awesome season great group of young ladies and uh, you know 
uh, Coach Emily's just a sweet lady. And, and look, you know, what Derek's about to talk about next, uh, that you can tell the passion in my voice because I do get to call the games. Um, so, Derek, what did the boys do? Uh, the boys were two and a half hours away in Starkville. Tell us about it. Hernando was the one DeSoto team that had to travel that we cover for their playoff game, and they had to go to Starkville on the chilly Tuesday night. The match was a defensive struggle for most of the match, and the teams were stifled throughout. In the 78th minute, now again, these games are 40 minutes halves uh, with a like 10 minute, 10 or 15 minute halftime. So again, this is the, with two minutes left, basically two minutes left in the game, uh, and we'll find out in a second that wasn't quite right, but right. with two minutes left in regular time, McLean Rafferty puts back the rebound on a free kick, and Hernando gets on the board with two minutes left, again, in regular time. The refs awarded, uh, I'm going to say controversially, Starkville with five minutes of injury time. Uh, which everybody that reported, of course, from, from Hernando fans was probably way, way, yeah. uh, very generous of, of the amount of time they gave sure. him. Five minutes of injury time, but it was to no avail as the Hernando back holds strong and they get the 1-0 victory. It's an absolute massive win for the Tigers who advance to take on Madison Central under the water tower tomorrow at 4 p.m. Everyone who can hear this podcast needs to be at the Hernando football field tomorrow at 4 p.m. to cheer on the Tigers trying to make – the North State Finals. Matt, I'm sure you have comments. I do. I absolutely have comments. Uh, my son plays for the Tigers. Um, the you know the main person texting me and you, Derek, keeping us up to speed on everything in Starville was was Brian Couch, and he said the uh, official officiating was terrible. Uh, he, he said that it was uh, not good. And like you said, when the game's basically over and it should be maybe less than two minutes of, of extra time due to some injuries or whatever, balls going out of bounds or whatever, uh, the guy gave him you know over, 50, over five minutes, yeah. which was uh, not fair. And uh, Hernando continued to battle and uh, keep kicking it away and did a great job. And, and again, like you mentioned, Derek, tomorrow, 4 o'clock, Saturday, blue skies, 40-degree temperatures, Saturday at 4 o'clock. We are trying to get 1,000 people in the stands if we can. Please, please, please consider coming out. If you have a, a youngster who plays soccer or if you have a young person who uh, is looking for something to do, you want to get them out of the house, yes, it's going to be chilly, but you will have a good time. Let's see if we can get 1,000 people in the stands to uh, cheer on uh, Hernando. Anytime you get, have a chance to uh, beat Madison Central is a good thing. Yeah, Matt, uh, this, now we want to say that this is you know Hernando of the schools that we cover – the Hernando boys is the only team left. There is one other DeSoto County team that has made it to the second round. That is the Lake Cormorant boys. Lake Cormorant boys uh, are playing Ridgeland in Lake Cormorant at 2 p.m. Yep. So, look, if you love soccer, if you're just a, a soccer nut uh, or if you want to call it football, if you love football and you want to get out and see two great high school matches, you can go 2 p.m. to Lake Cormorant, go down into the Delta, watch that match, immediately come back up the hill, come to uh, Hernandez Field at 4 p.m. and just see two great matches and cheering on two DeSoto County teams trying to make it to the North State Finals. Absolutely. If you can hear our voice, my wife gets sick of me saying that, please consider coming and watching the Hernando boys 4 o'clock on Saturday, Madison Central defending state champ, Madison Central Jaguars uh, will be right here under the water tower. Uh, under the lights and uh, we'll have the music loud we're gonna have a great time it is not your normal kind of quiet boring soccer match we'll keep it as entertained as possible please come out tomorrow four o'clock go tigers moving to basketball we'll start with north point north point boys and girls team actually had two games since our last show in the first game the girls match up against 
MBA, Memphis Business Academy. It was a tough charter school in Memphis, ranked number 14 in 2A in Tennessee. The Lady Trojans were tied after the first quarter and down by two at the half. They took the lead in the third and were able to pull away in the fourth for a 46-34 victory. Bethany Wright had 20 points, and Briley Faith Cherry and Izzy Carlson both had 11 each. In the second game for the ladies, the JB team squared off against the Westminster Varsity team. The JV team led throughout, jumping out to 11-0 lead and won the game 34-22. Davy Ann Stinson led with 10 points, and Madison Baker had 8. Their next game is tonight at St. George's. The North Point boys. The boys played the same two teams as the girls. Against Memphis Business Academy, they were down after the first quarter and remained down 6 at halftime. They turned it around in the third quarter to take the 43-38 lead and increased that lead in the fourth to win 64-50. Kristen Gilliland had 42 points and Darius Naylor 17. So if you were good at math, you realize that the entire rest of the team had five points combined. So again, Darius, but Christian with 42 points, Darius 17. The next night against Westminster, the Trojans led 24-10 at halftime and maintained that lead the rest of the game for a 47-36 victory. Christian Gilliland had 23 in that one, and his brother Christopher had nine. They will travel. They also, of course, will travel to St. George's tonight for a uh, away district game. The Lewisburg girls. Lewisburg traveled to DeSoto Central for their district contest. The game was a good one, with both teams knotted at 19 going into the locker room at halftime. A nice run by DeSoto Central gave them a 35 to 23 lead going into the fourth, and they held on to that lead for a 47-32 win over the Lady Patriots. Allison Irby finished with 18 for Lewisburg. For the Lewisburg boys, they then took the court, and Lewisburg led 16-14 after the first and took a 36-31 lead into the locker room when Trey Cagle hit a three-pointer at the buzzer. Like the girls' game, DeSoto Central made a run in the third quarter to take a 48-44 lead into the fourth, and DeSoto Central increased the lead the rest of the game to pull away 72-57. Josiah Nelson led the Patriots to 17 points, and Hayden Drumright had 12. Both teams now travel to Center Hill for their next district matchup tonight. Finally, coming under the water tower, the Hernando girls. As mentioned on our Tuesday show by Coach Jones, Hernando's first district game this week was against South Haven in South Haven. Hernando took a slim 21-20 lead into the halftime break. That lead was increased to 35-30 at the end of the third, and they doubled the lead in the fourth to finish with a 50-40 victory. Demaya Cummings had 15 points and Abby Harrison 15. They now play Horn Lake tonight. Continue their playoff push. So really at home, to, at home to try really trying to get this. So again, home at night, soccer game home tomorrow. What a wonderful way to to spend a weekend for the Hernando fans. Hernando boys still lacking on the stats. <laughs> However, we do have a score. The South Haven did share the score of this game on their Twitter account. The final, and of course, why wouldn't they? The final: South Haven 82, Hernando 46. Tough night for Hernando, who will look to get a win tonight against Horn Lake. Good luck to all the local basketball teams tonight and to the Hernando and Lake Cormorant boys soccer teams tomorrow. Just a big weekend for young people here in Hernando. Basketball tonight, girls and boys. Soccer going to be played uh, for the boys tomorrow. Just a, a wonderful time right here under the water tower. Get out, support the local young people. $6, Derek, to get in the game. That's not too shabby no, for a good two hours of entertainment. And I'll do my best to uh, entertain from the uh, press box, of course. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I just kind of hit play and let the you know most famous people in the world do all the work when it comes to music. So we really, really uh, have had a wonderful time and look 
forward to that. Uh, Mr. Brian Couch helps me in the press box. So we will do our best to uh, keep you entertained for the game tomorrow, 4 o'clock, Madison Central Soccer, defending state champs under the water tower. Well, look, if you enjoy our show and you've enjoyed our, our jokes around about Christmas trees and teacher pay and, uh, you know, discussing about the Mardi Gras ball, we really, really appreciate you tuning in. Please consider sharing it with friends. Share it with your friends, your family, coworkers. So, hey, take a listen to what these guys are doing. They keep us entertained, and we really, really appreciate any help you can give us there as we continue to grow. If you like our show, give us a five-star review wherever you can hear our voice. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Give us a thumbs up. Give us a five-star review so we can continue to climb up the ranks of local podcasts. Also, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. If you enjoy our show, you definitely would enjoy OB Pod. They cover the eastern side of DeSoto County. Also do a deep dive, Center Hill Athletics, Lewisburg Athletics, and Olive Branch. OB Pod. Look them up. At the end of every Friday show, we encourage you, please consider attending church this weekend. If you have a church that you've uh, passed by for on the way home from work every day, or you have a friend or family member that's invited you, please consider taking them up on it. You can probably visit that church's website, visit their Facebook page to learn their worship times. We definitely, definitely want to encourage all families to attend church this weekend. You will not regret it. I can guarantee you that. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. This is where we dropped off a pretty soon.